The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. School's about to go back and uh, my daughter Alex is going into year 11, which is a pretty important important year. You've got to start picking your subjects and yeah. blah, blah, blah. She's got no clue what she wants to do when she finishes school. No. And, I mean, I've got no clue what I want to do when I finish school either. <laughs> I've been 30, Who does? 30 years out, but there's so many choices. There's so many choices Don't you reckon days? it's a lot of pressure too? Like it, yeah. So what's Alex, 15, 16? 15, yeah. To try and think about that, what you want to do for the rest. How could you possibly know what you want to yeah. do for the rest of your life? I mean, you don't. And everyone changes careers, don't they? You know. Well, yeah. No, not, not always. A lot of people do. Actually, you guys haven't, have you? Yeah. And a lot of people change what they're studying if they, they go to university and then yeah. get a year in and go, actually, that's not for me. Yeah. And switch to something else. So oh. what's the advice they give them? Mm. What, what's the, what do career counsellors say? Because probably when we were going through, it was more realistic, you know, going back 20 or 30 years that you sort of went, okay, pick an occupation and stick to it was kind of the mm. message yeah. they gave you, but probably that isn't the the correct model these days. I'm not sure. And as I went to a parent um, sort of information evening at the school and they said, who here is doing what, the career they thought they would do when they were in year 12 and like hardly anyone put their hands up. Yeah. So they were saying, you know, it's everyone puts so much pressure yeah. on, mm. on uh, year 11 and 12 and you've got to get this mark and get into what you are. But look at you guys, you're all doing different things and you thought what you you would be doing. So I think the advice is to pick what you're good at. And also, good at or just enjoy? passionate about. That's what I I think. With the subjects, though. Subject choice. Right. Oh, 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 you're still at school. When you leave school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I always remember when when I left school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was Mm. completely lost from the age of 17 through until... uh, I I lucked into this job in radio. Mm. Our problem was we weren't particularly good at anything. No, yeah. I, and, I, and I, yeah. I was passionate, but I had nowhere to put that energy and, yeah. and that passion. And I got this job in radio, and I remember feeling relief at the age of 23, going, yeah. oh, I found what I want to do. And, yeah. I, and that was pu- through pure luck and chance that I got into that. Yeah. And that's what I worry about with my kids. I go, was that just luck? I think that was just luck that put me into, into radio, and I fell into a job and a passion that I loved. Mm. And I want that for my kids. I want them to feel like they... they love their work yeah i think for me that's more important than how much money they might earn for example i know that's important as well but do you know what i mean like yeah. how, how do you get a job in something you love not many people do i don't think talking yeah. to people as well and also if you might love acting or you, uh something that but you can't pay the bills yeah. do you yeah. know what i mean no, so, i know it's a fine line that's what i thought yeah. I, was, I loved like theater at school and stuff yeah. i thought this is what i want to do and and it wasn't until you know, getting into radio and going, actually, this is this is much better for me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the time, at school, that's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. But I think in, the, in your 20s, you have the luxury of not really having to worry about, you know, if you've got a fairly decent support base, you know, you can kind of... Yeah. You don't really... Like, the, the, I think the luckiest thing I had was that I didn't... I genuinely didn't care about... I stress about money till I was at least 30, mm. which allowed me in my yeah. 20s to actually just go, oh, well, I'll just do whatever I want. A little bit, and that's that's when we did radio and everything like that. And then I think the more, if you do that for ten years, if you put yourself in some sort of frame to kick on to something you might like or something which might be able to be a, a career money-wise for you. Yeah, Caroline out of uh, Kenmore's on the phone. Now it says here, Caroline is the vice president of Career Development Association of Australia. So you got some, you got some stats for us, Caroline. <laughs> well, I just was listening to you guys talk about 
how careers work. And I wanted to uh, give you a call, firstly because I've heard Susie talk about um, her lack of uh, decision or lack of knowledge about what she wants to do before. And secondly, because the stats show that people have approximately five careers and 17 jobs across their life. Now, when we think about that as an average, that means, yes, some people will only have one, but that also means that other people will have 30 or 40. And when we're thinking about helping young people make decisions, a lot of times people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's an unrealistic thing to say to young people at this point because jobs are constantly changing. I remember a time, as I'm sure you guys do, when accountants were people that sat in the corner and played with numbers. Mm. And now, with technology and computers, computers do all of the algorithms. A good accountant is a person that can explain how it's going to make or save you money. And that means that their communication skills, not just their math skills, are what make careers work. Very true. Yeah, you're right. And they change so much. Some of the jobs that were in this station when when Nova launched are gone, and then there's Mm. new ones that were never here before um, because of social media and things, yeah. Absolutely. And when we're thinking about helping young people choose, Lutzi was discussing the fact that um, he had a value shift when he hit his 30s, apparently, yeah. uh, around money. <laughs> just around money, yeah, not, not all values. <laughs> it was just me wanting to fly business class and stuff like that. Yeah. So when you think about that kind of stuff, often in, when um, people are younger, they've got more values around uh, experience, adventure, uh, risk, excitement, stuff like that. And as they get and gain families, gain responsibilities, that values shift. And that often means that people may need to change careers. So think about the carpenter that hits his 40s or 50s or her 40s or 50s and maybe doesn't have the physical strength to do what they did. Mm. They need to change careers in order to suit their environment and their physical health, stuff like that. Yeah, nice. And when you're thinking about you guys, you need to be adaptable to yep. what Nova needs and what the radio environment needs. Exactly. Mm. Thanks, Caroline. Oh, that was interesting. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Carol, I, ask, I always say to my boys, like, um, uh, Levi wants to do a gap year. Um, and I go, go for it. Like, uh, like you don't know what you want to do when you're 17. My other take on it is I go, risk everything right now. And I don't know if this is good advice. It's probably not. But I go, risk everything right now because you've got nothing to lose. Like, Levi... Yeah. He honestly has nothing. He's not worth a cent. He's, mm. he's got nothing. So why not risk it all? Because you've actually got nothing to lose. Is that is that good advice? Or is it... <laughs> well, the fun part is, is what we talk about a lot is we talk about young people lacking resilience and all of that kind of stuff. And the reality is is that we're, we're all such wonderful parents. We've steamrolled them into safety. And mm. what better time to take a risk or to um, do what you want to do when you've got that beautiful, cuddly, soft place to stay <laughs> if it goes badly. Like, yeah. that's what, you know, yeah. supportive families are so important, and it's so important that people do take risks because the comfort zone's filled with couches and couches don't go anywhere. So helping your kids to take risks and take opportunities like gap years, or if, if they're not ready to keep studying or, you know, kick off in that way, Pushing them into it is not going to mean that they're going to be successful. It's going to mean that they feel trapped. So, you know, in that kind of sense, yeah, absolutely. You know your kids, and I'm sure they know themselves to a point. So in that situation, yeah, it's a really great idea to help 
them see all of their opportunities and choices. A lot of young people will be like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that math or I don't want to choose that subject because it's hard. And I'm like, okay, but understand that's got a consequence around the fact that that might lower the amount of choices you have. As long as you're confident with that, it's cool. We need to help our young people have that sense that they have the power, they have the responsibility, and we're, them to, we're there to support them in their decision-making. Nice. Thanks, Caroline. Thank Good you. Good chat. The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.